Hello everyone and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website which is www.refinerylife.org. And today we're continuing our series titled The Spiritual Struggle for the renewal of the church, because we need to be cooperating with the Father God as he prunes out those branches, those attitudes, those ambitions, and those actions that are counterproductive so that the church might bear much fruit. Because across the world at the moment, the church isn't bearing much fruit at all. And today we're going to talk about Renew My Vision. Let's pray before we go any further. We don't do offering messages at the refinery, but we do pray over the offering each week. So let's do that now. Heavenly Father, help us see the beauty of your love for us and and for your world. Help us see this world's need for the message of your grace through Jesus Christ. Help us see where we fit into your plan for communicating the way of salvation to those around us and to those that are in other parts of the world. Thank you for giving us that which we can use to proclaim the good news to the ends of the earth. Accept these tithes and the offerings, Lord, as expressions of our dire desire to worship you in spirit and in truth. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray today. Amen. The text we're going to concentrate on today is Romans 12.2. We've sat on this verse for a couple of weeks, but it's important. We need to start understanding it talks about dedicated service. It says, And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose for you. Notice it's His plan and His purpose, not yours. And then we're going to look at Matthew 9, 36. It says, When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and pity for them, because they were dispirited and distressed, like sheep without a shepherd. If you don't think we're in those times now, have a look out your window. So let's go. I'll go through all the verses where we're going to work through today. Let's, let's do that before we go any further. So obviously Romans 12, 1 and 2, dedicated service. So let's read it again. We need to not just hear this, we need to accept it and take it into our hearts. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies dedicated, all of yourselves, and set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, which is your logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Then Matthew nine thirty six through to 38 says, When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and pity for them, because they were dispirited and distressed like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest, send it to the work sorry, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. 
his harvest, not yours. And then Luke 7.13 says, When the Lord saw her, he felt great compassion for her, and he said to her, Do not weep. Luke 10.33 says, But a Samaritan, a foreigner, who is traveling, came upon him, and when he saw him, he was deeply moved with compassion for him. Let's look at Luke 15.20 today. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was moved with compassion for him. And he ran and embraced him and kissed him. It's about compassion today, people. As Christians, we need to start showing a little bit more, I believe. You know, the the whole vax and anti-vax and you should take the vaccine and you shouldn't. Why don't we just show compassion? People make their own choices. We don't get them saved. The Holy Spirit does. If they make their own choice, so be it. We can still show compassion on them. We don't need to remind them they're going to hell. They already know. There's something special about Jesus' power to see. The Greek word for see is something special about it. It means not just seeing something as an object, but seeing with understanding. It means to see through something, to see something in its true condition. So when Jesus saw people, he saw them as they really were. If the church is to be renewed, we must see the people around us with the eyes of Jesus. A prayer for renewal is, Lord, renew my vision. And you renewing our vision means to do the following things. Let's work through some of them. First one is we need to open our eyes to see people in their need. If anyone knew the true condition of people, it was Jesus. He could see into the heart and discern whether a person had faith, it says in Mark 2.5. In John 2.24, it says he knew all men. Matthew 9.36-38 pictures how Jesus saw the multitudes. They fainted, it says in verse 36. They were tired and weary with life. They needed spiritual rest. They were scattered abroad. This expression's meaning is to throw or cast or hurl. People are thrown around by life circumstances and they need, sorry, and they are without leadership and protection of a shepherd. Think of it. The church, the true Bible-believing church, is the place to be at the moment with a shepherd. So we're not thrown about by life circumstances. It's not saying we should speak out against some of the things that are going on, but we shouldn't be thrown about by them. The multitudes have no God, they have no faith, they have no love, and they have no home. They are without roots, and they have no hope. Jesus saw people like a ripe harvest in verse 37. And there is always someone ready for the gospel of hope in Christ. There's always someone there ready to hear it. When we open our eyes to others' needs, we see people spiritually lost and critically hurting with all types of needs. To adequately fulfill God's purpose, we must also see life in its true condition. Second thing we need to do is open our hearts to care. Seeing means more than just being aware of spiritual needs. It means being, being able to respond to them and actually doing it. It means loving and receiving people. Compassion is a deeply moving attitude. Matthew 9.36 says, Jesus was moved with compassion Compassion represents love for someone so deep that we involve ourselves until the hurt is healed. The Good Samaritan was a great illustration of compassion. Go back and read it. Luke 10, 
25 through to 37. Third thing is our souls need to be open to prayer. There is no true vision without prayer. Jesus said in Matthew 9.38, So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Laborers for the harvest always come in answer to prayer. The Holy Spirit, in the atmosphere of prayer, calls people to special ministries. Have a read of Acts 13.2 and 3. We need to pray for laborers who minister to the needs as well as for the people with those needs. And we need to open our lives to go. True vision means that we make ourselves available to become involved in the needs of people. How do we do this? We acknowledge our place in the body of Christ to be his servant, to minister to others. We open our lives to touch people with our love and our words and genuine help. We also we open our lives to tell people the good news of salvation. We teach them the word of God. We minister to their total needs. One man was heard after sharing Christ with others. He said to his pastor, I didn't know there were needs like this. It opened my eyes to why we need to go. The church was never designed for evangelism. The church is for the building up of the saints on a weekend, on a Sunday, whatever days you meet. The church, though, as a body of believers, needs to go. So how can you respond specifically to this? Respond to the opportunities you have personally, wherever they are. really is that simple. Opportunities to help others may arise in your family, in your neighborhood, in your workplace or school, in the church even. Well, you know what? Even among strangers. Respond to opportunities also that your church offers you. That's a hard one as a minister. We give people opportunity and they choose not to take it. And then they wonder why God's not using them. They pass by the opportunity. Don't wait for a giant step. If you're just new to church, don't think you need to be a pastor until, you know, before you can start ministering to people. Just take the first step, however insignificant and unseen it may be. As you finish up today, I heard a story of a church that got a call from a desperate person saying, my father has cancer and is dying. Would you send someone to see him? Someone from the church went and discovered that the person dying was not a Christian. As a result of the visit, he was saved, however. Now, I know many ministers that wouldn't even go to that person. And before the visit was over, five other members of the family had received Christ into their lives. How awesome is that? Without waiting for someone else to respond, let us pray, Lord, renew my vision. And I want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you will allow Him to. You're important to God. You know that already. You wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. 
So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.